enjoyed that, amen? Come on, how many enjoyed that, amen? It's good to see our young generation do what God called them to do, amen? It's good to see young men and, and also women of God just do what God has called them to do. Uh, we live in a generation where if we don't give a chance to our younger generation, we're going to lose them. Come on, we got to give them opportunity to let God use them and the gifts and the talents that God has anointed them with. Because if we don't use them, the world will use them. I don't know about you, but years ago I was strung out. I was jacked up in and out of jail. My life was corrupt, addicted to heroin. But one day Jesus Christ set me free and delivered me. And now I'm a new man. Now I've been delivered by the blood of the Lamb. Because why? Because somebody told me about the power of God. Someone told me about the love of God. Somebody invited me to church. Somebody went through something, and the hell that they went through, God used it for the glory, and they reached out and told me, Edgy, Jesus loves you. You don't have to live in that place no more. You don't have to live in the cell anymore. You don't have to be addicted. You don't have to live the way you are. And all of a sudden, those words penetrated my heart. They penetrated my heart, and, and all of a sudden, I seen myself going to church. And all of a sudden, God began to break things off me. God began to remove the junk. He began to remove my stony heart, and he began to replace it, and he began to give me a joy. He began to give me a love. He began to put something inside me, and all of a sudden, I seen myself doing what God called me to do. The Bible says, if you have your Bible, turn to Philippians. Chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. Verse 12. When you have it, say amen. 1 verse 12. Here's Paul, and Paul is preaching. And he says these words, and he's talking, he's writing the letter, excuse me. And he says, but I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furthering of the gospel so that it has become evidence to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord have become confident by my chains and are more bold to speak the word without fear. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight for your presence that's in this house, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you will continue moving and speaking to us, Father. I pray, Lord, that you will seal everything in us, God, that we will leave this place, Father God, knowing who you are. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. Come on, give the Lord a great clap, offering, amen. You know, when, when we see these young kids that are here, I see the future. And we got these young men and, and young women that are teaching these young kids here. Come on. Amen. They're called mighty warriors. Can I hear my mighty warriors over there? Mighty women warriors over there. Woo. They're, they're learning and they're learning the things of God. And they're growing up. So they don't have to go through the things that we went through. Can someone say amen? They don't have to experience stuff that we experience. And so you hear, hear Paul. Paul saying, I, I, but I want you to know, he's saying. To the church, he says, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out 
for the furthering of the gospel. He says, the stuff that I've went through and the things that I've been through and the hell that I've faced, it's been nothing but for the glory of Jesus Christ. I want you to know that through the things that you've been through and the stuff that you've been through, if you continue seeing yourself a victim, you're going to stay a victim. I don't know about you, but I ain't no victim. I'm victorious. Come on, somebody. Jesus set me free, and I believe in the power of the cross. And I believe that he saved me, and I believe that he delivered me. I believe he broke the shackles off me. And I say, God, the stuff that I've been through, the stuff that I went through, it was to help others where I could preach the gospel so I could do what you called me to do. Some of you are here today, and I want you to know God wants to use you. You're a testimony. The stuff that you've been through, you can help others. The things that you overcame, you can help others. Tell your neighbor, you're a helper. You're not helpless. Tell your other neighbor, you're a helper. You're not helpless. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a clap offering. Amen. You're not helpless. You're a help. You can help God. God wants to use your life. These young men, I tell them, God wants to use you guys. I said, I want you to rap three songs. They go, but we have one. We'll make two more. Come on, somebody. So the last couple days, they've been fasting. And they put some, they put some music together. Come on, somebody. That, that's, what, that's what we're looking for. And God is looking for that's why they said LW soldiers that we're just going to do what God calls to do. Come on, somebody. And God is looking for men and women that will say, okay, Lord, use me. I'm going to stop seeing myself as a tragedy. I'm going to stop seeing myself a product of my environment. Well, it was my dad's fault. And it was my mom's fault. It was my brother's fault. It was the school's fault. It was the system's fault. Why don't you just say, hi, it was my fault. I was stubborn. I didn't want to listen. I didn't want to behave. Amen. And so we have to learn to take ownership. And so God can begin to do something. But if we continue having excuses, we're never going to get better. How many of you blame people? Anybody blame anybody here? Oh, praise the Lord for the church. I, I blamed everybody. I blamed my mom. I said, Mom, it's your fault. You kicked me out when I was 13. Threw me out of the house. I was 13 years old. But uh, she had all the right to. I was stealing everything in the house. I would take everything and sell it. I didn't touch her stuff, just my stepdad's stuff. Because I know she'll beat me up. Hello, somebody. And, and I would sell everything, and she'd throw me out. She had all the right to. I was selling drugs in the house. She had the right to. When she would leave, I would throw house parties. Hello, somebody. How many remember those ditching parties? That was my house. Taking it old school a little bit. Just a little. And she had the right to. So when I left, I was doing my thing and out in the streets doing everything. Then one day I'm looking at 16 to life, sitting in a cell. And I was like, sitting there. Somebody had told me about Jesus. My homie wet all years ago and told me about Jesus. And how Jesus loved me and he could set me free. 
So one day he comes and I'm in my room, sitting in my room. And he tells me what Jesus did. And I said, okay, I'll go with you next Sunday. You know, because I'm a man of my word. I said, okay, I'm not going to break his word. So I said, okay, I'll go. I mean, he came and I, and I was, I don't know, literally picked me up, took me to church. And I walked into that church. Brother Rudy Chacon, he was the pastor of that church. And I pray for him. He's in the hospital right now. I pray for him. Amen. Keep him in my prayers. And I'm sitting there and he's preaching. And all these guys talking about me. Like, what did you tell him about me? And he's going and he's going. And I'm like, I got my glasses on because, you know, I'm like, oh, man. You still look like that now, huh? And so then I went to the restroom. And I went in the restroom. I'm sitting there. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I just start crying. Sucked it all up. Went back outside. Didn't make the altar call, but God did something that day. Come on, a seed was planted that day. A seed was planted that day. And, and I sat there, and I, they did what they did, and then I left. Years later, there I am, sitting in a cell. And I remember that day. I said, God, they said you helped. God, they say that you're the answer. I said, God, if you're real, you can help me. God, if you're real, you can do something. And I just said those words, and all of a sudden, things begin to move, and things begin to happen. And, and, and I, get, I end up getting committed to a program and they give me two years in that program and I, I, I'm there and they're preaching the gospel things begin to preach and I see all these guys all so happy in that service and God began to minister to me and God began to talk to me I need you to hear what I'm saying I, I, I was easy for me to forgive others but I couldn't forgive myself I had a struggle forgiving myself for all the damage I put in and so all that damage and all that stuff that I did, I had a, had a struggle with God. And all of a sudden, I, 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 I began, began to tug on my heart and tug on my heart. And God told me, Edgerly, what you went through was to get you here. Come on, what you went through was to get you here. What you went through was to get you here. Now that you're here, what are you going to do? Now that you're in the house of God, what are you going to do with your life? Are you going to waste it like all the other times? Are you just going to use it for your benefit and then take off and split? Are you just going to use it to, for a number to parole at, for a number, just an address? Are you, what are you going to do with your life? And I said, God. And then I got released a year later from the program. I said, you know what? I'm not going. I'm staying. I said, I'm not going. I'm going to stay. And I stayed. I'm gonna, I need you to hear that. I stayed. And God began to move my heart. He began to take things out of me because what I went through, and what happened to me, God said, I need to further the gospel, but I need to get all that hurt out of you. I need to get all that junk out of you. I need to get all that pain out of you. I need to get all that stuff that you, you, you don't see right. You're seeing sideways. And you're not going to do any good for me. You're going to hurt me if you don't help me help you. And all of a sudden, I just begin to cry out to God. And I begin to say, God, forgive me. And I got down and began to build a place of an altar before God. And I said, God, use my life, uh, this wretched man that I am. Uh, God, touch me. God, use me. And I begin to surrender to God. And when I begin to surrender to God, God begin to use my life. Uh, why am I saying this? Uh, if, you got one, if you want God to use your life, you've got to surrender your pain, your hurt, your bitterness, the junk that we carry. We got to 
Paul's saying the reason why the gospel is being furthered because I acknowledge I let a lot of stuff go. And how many know Paul was a wretched man? Paul was crazy. Paul was psycho. But when God touched him, he had a conversion. He had an impact with God. Knocked him off his animal. Fell on the ground. Blind. But then God opened his eyes. And God led him into a place to learn and grow and become the man of God that we have today to use as a reference point, as an example. So God is saying to us, I use this man's past to further the gospel. Come on, somebody. A man that came against the Jews, a man that tried to kill everybody, a man that even the Christians didn't like. Some people didn't even trust him. But all of a sudden, he had a conversion, and his life changed. I want to know tonight, are you willing to say, I need to empty myself? Are you willing to say, God, use me, God, because I'm carrying some stuff that don't belong to me no more. I've been saved, and I'm going to church, but I'm holding on to this stuff. And this stuff is not doing me any good. It gets me angry. It gets me mad. It gets me frustrated. It makes me lash out. It makes me break things. It makes me do things that I don't want to do. Because I, there's so much pain and hurt that I haven't really let it go. And sometimes we use that to hide behind. We use that. We, we, don't, we don't say it, but we use it to function in life, to keep us frustrated, to keep us mad. I want you to know today you don't even need to be like that anymore. God will bring a joy God will bring a peace. God will bring you back to a place of breakthrough. If I would have continued like that, I wouldn't have been the father that I am. I would have never been the husband that I am. I would have never been able to pastor. Amen. Why? Because God had to get rid of some junk. Someone said carrying too much junk. And some junk, you got to let it go. Someone say, let it go. Come on, say, let it go. Let it go. And while he was in prison, Paul... He's saying, I begin to witness the gospel. And I begin to share the gospel. And I begin to tell the people. And the jailers and everybody started getting saved. Come on, revival broke out in prison. Revival broke out. People were getting touched because they knew he was there for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And wow, there was a power that functioned. There was a power that moved. And the Bible says that the others got faith, got more, more, more full of faith, and they, they had no more fear. They says, man, if he did it, we can do it. Come on, if he did it, we can do it. And that's what I'm saying tonight, church. God wants to use you to impact others. God wants to use you to impact your family, your loved ones, your children. And when they see you, they're going to be like, wow, if my dad did it, if my mom did it, I could do it. If my brother did it, if my friend did it, I can do it. I want you to know today God wants to use your life to further the gospel. Use you. Tell your neighbor, yeah, you. Yeah, you. But are, are we going to stay a victim? Are we going to live in the place of hurt? Are we going to continue blaming everybody? Because when you get married, you're going to say, you're going to be blaming him and blaming her. When you have kids, you're going to blame them. 
just stop trying to stop playing the blame game. Can I get amen? And say, God, you know what? Fix me. Man, when I begin to do that, I say, God, fix me. It's nobody else but me. You know what happened? Stuff started changing. Man, I started changing, man. I, I started, I learned how to smile. Amen. I, lear, I learned how to go, to go towards the good and not the bad. I learned how to let go of a lot of stuff and everything got easier. Oh, man, it, this got easier. I, I didn't have to put a front on. I didn't have to be a certain way. No, it's like Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, somebody. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So I want us to stand tonight as the worship team makes it up here tonight. I want you to know tonight, God wants to heal something. There's some stuff that God just wants to heal in your life. I was talking to a brother earlier, and I talked to him on the phone. I told him God wanted to heal you of some stuff. It was empty now, bring him healing. And that's what I just felt when I walked in here. I was in the back praying. I had a whole message, but God said, no, this is what I want you to say. I said, God, but I'm going to say, I said, no, I want you to say this. I said, okay, Lord, I'm not going to pray. God always knows. He said, I want you to tell them what they've been praying for is the fruit of the gospel. If they let themselves have it. If they let themselves have it. God will use you. My God, you are the tool that God wants to use to break the yoke. Come on, somebody, you are. There's so much potential in all of you. So much greatness in you. But the enemy don't want you to see it. He wants you to focus on your pain. Because the gospel never gets, never, the gospel never gets further. So if he can shut down the vessels, shut down men and women, then he can try to stop the gospel. Try to stop the gospel. But I'm here to tell you God says, empty yourself. Forgive others. Forgive yourself. It wasn't your fault. It's not your blame. Stop blaming yourself. Just say, God, I'm letting this go. I'm letting it go of the altar. I'm not carrying it home with me. I'm not taking it home no more. I'm not going to take it home. I'm not going to take pain home. I'm not going to take hurt home no more. Unforgiveness home. I'm not taking it home. I'm going to let it go because I need peace in my life. I need strength. I need you to do something in me so I never feel alone. I'm tired of carrying this stuff around. The Bible says, cast your cares into the Lord because he cares for you. His yoke is light. Come on. His yoke is light. There's some stuff we need to let go, church, and we need to be honest with ourselves. Says God, I, I love you, God, but I got this on me. I don't doubt you love God, but I, I do doubt you haven't let go of some stuff. Why, Pastor? Why, why you say that? Because it, it shows. It shows that, that every time something happens, you hide. You disappear. You go under a rock. You go in a bushel. And you stay there for a little bit, and you come back like, hey, I'm here. God says, yeah, but you still had something that you haven't let go. How many know what I'm talking about? It's like God says, I, I want that thing. I want that thing right there. Because if you give me that, I'm going to give you this. Come on, if you give me that, I'm going to give you this. But, but I need that. That.
that thing that keeps on making you miss the mark, that thing that keeps on making you go the opposite direction, that thing that keeps on making you throw up, I want that because I want to give you peace. I want to give you your joy back. I want to give you back that smile. I want to give you back that thing that makes you excited to live. But we have to give them something that they've been holding on to that we know is better. I know every head bowed, every eye closed. You're here today and say, Pastor, that's me. There's some stuff that I'm holding on to that I haven't let go. There's some things that I've been through in life that I haven't let go. There's some stuff that I go through that makes me trip, makes me snap, makes me go a little insane. And I, I don't want it no more. I don't want it no more. I, I want to earn the gospel. If it's just in my life, if it's just in my family life, if it's just within the things of God, that's God good with that. But I don't want to hold on to this no more. I, I refuse to go any further because I want to let God use me as a vessel of honor. I want to be the light of the world. I want to be the salt of the earth to use my life to be, have an influence in others' lives for good because I've done it for the bad. And today I'm going to be honest with myself. I need to let some things go. If that's you today, I want you to come. I want you to come. Come and find a space. Says God, I'm letting go some stuff. Oh, you got to search, search, search your heart. You know, you know, there's some things there. You know, search your heart. I need to let it go.
Repeat this after me. Say, Jesus, search my heart. Remove everything that don't belong there. Forgive me of all my sins. I forgive and I let go. Help me, oh God, to go forward. No more pain, anger, wrath. I ask for peace, joy, strength. In the name of Jesus, amen. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord a great love offering, amen. I want you to stay where you're at. We're going to pray. you just say, God, fill me up with joy. Oh, I want to release everything. I just want the joy and the strength to stand. I want the joy and the peace to go forward. Just begin to talk to him. He's here. He's listening to you right now. He's here right now. His presence is here. Let him do the finished work in you. Let him finish everything. Come on, church, just begin to worship. Let me sing this song out. As those help me pray, we're